0: Hi guys and welcome to Read the Book with Speewe. I for most I just wanna take a moment and apologize for a late episode. It was supposed to air out on this day but because of some technical glitches you know this is my first official episode where I'm doing a whole 20 minute of this podcasting thing so I've had some you know some some hindrances here and there but nonetheless it is finally here and yeah I'm recording this outside in a very nice cosy place sadly it's closer to the road so you guys can hear you know the cars passing by but more than anything I just hope that adds ambience you know it doesn't really distract you you know so with that being said um today we are getting started with the book by carl newport and this book has literally revolutionized my life well it hasn't really done that to the fullest of its ability but i believe that we are headed that way you know it's quite amazing because you know you'll get to know a bit more about me and what i do as we go but this is what has happened in a short space of time that I picked up this book. You know, Carl Newport speaks about deep work and how difficult it is to produce um, good quality work in the current times that we're living in right now, mainly because we are a generation that, you know, we have everything figured out for us. You know, he speaks about how um, Twitter has built this culture of just tweeting um, a sentence and from that sentence you get a reach of about a million people retweeting your stuff and commenting on that so we don't necessarily read more you know reading an article takes a lot of energy and effort from people who, who are my age and much younger you know and it, it, it's quite sad you know so the, the the idea of deep work is that we would get into some serious work and would produce work that is not easy Replicable, but it seems like I'm getting ahead of myself. Let me just take a step back and go back to the very introduction of this podcast. Who is Pewer? Who is this guy, and why read a book with Pewer? these are all the questions that i'm hoping to answer today in this episode and i hope that you're going to enjoy yourself and just listening and hearing about me and my story of reading books you know so originally i am from a place called Umkababa and Umkababa is on the south of um durban like 30 kilometers away from durban i grew up in umgababa i was born and bred there went to a local primary school went to a local high school and then from there i i, I went went on to a university that was like what 15 kilometers away from the city which is roughly 40 45 kilometers away from home you know and then I stayed on campus and basically I've lived my whole life in 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 Durban you know and long story short um like two three years ago I got married, and before getting married, I relocated to Botswana. So, as you're listening to this podcast right now, it's being broadcasted all the way from Botswana. But because I'm a South African and I have a massive, quite a good network of friends and family in SA, I think most of the people that are listening are still in SA, and I'm still building up some relationships in Botswana. You know, so at university, I actually happened to study uh, microbiology and cellular biology this is one of um, the things that i was passionate about in high school biology and my ultimate goal was to become a doctor lo and behold um i did not know that that's you know th- that's pretty much everything everyone wanted to do was to become a doctor so because of the uni- uh, the high school that i went to um it was considered uh what was the word uh Basically, we're in the rural, you know, so they were telling us that we are disadvantaged and we cannot just go into medicine directly from that place. We need to do a bridging course and that bridging course will, will help us keep up to speed with the rest of the students who will be coming so that we can compete at a university level with the students. So... I went to UK to intern, studied micro and solar biology, and I never really transferred to medical school. Um, maybe it's because university was hard or difficult. It's not what I thought it would be. But yeah, you know, so back to the books. Um, I remember picking up my very first book, and this book was called Love David, you know, and and I'm talking, this is when I was probably somewhere around 14 or 16, you know, I I was just in high school, and I was so fascinated about this idea of people who could sit down and read a whole book and finish a book, because to me, it just seemed like it was a bizarre thing to do, you know, so... Fortunately enough at home, we had um, like a small bookshelf full of encyclopedias and no one really looked into those things, you know. And then we had this small stash of books where the only thing we had there was the, the animal farm. We had Love David and other books that were previously prescribed as reading material for high schools and primary schools, you know. And as it happened that this interest, um, I began to have this interest in reading books. I picked up Love David and I read the book like literally every morning I would wake up, just spend about 30 minutes reading. It was a fairly small book, like A6, probably 120 pages. And I, I do not remember how long it took me, but what I do remember is that that is the first book I finished all by myself. And then from there, I made a huge leap because now I had learned that um, I love reading. So I jumped from that to reading a book called um, Seven Habits of Highly Effective Teens. And what really uh, amazed me with reading that book was the impact it had on me, the way it changed you know, my thinking the way it changed the way i looked at myself as a teenager and the things that i was able to do from there i i began to start competing at the high school i was in you know i wanted to become a leader so i wanted to be in the rcl i wanted to be you know the school president unfortunately you know i i I did not have the confidence that would take me there so i got to lead probably like two classes as the, the, the RCL, the representative, and the class representative leader. And then when I was doing my last year, my matric, this is in 2008, you know, I hope that you do not use this information to date me and to find out how old I am. But in 2008, I found myself running for the school president, primarily because of the interest that was spiked by reading um, the book Seven Habits of Highly Effective Teens. And I continued to use and apply those disciplines from that book into my life post um, high school, into university, and. Yeah, I think I had about a dry spell, dry season from there and I did not pick up much reading. I uh, like I would have books I I always wanted to buy books but then I did not have the discipline of reading. Fast forward to 2015, you know, I had just finished my degree um, and after finishing my degree, I went into full-time ministry and then when we get into the office, they prescribed this whole list of books that we had to read and It was quite amazing because I found it so easy. Like I would read a book in about two weeks and then I would write a whole review on the book and then I would submit my review. Like every month we had to read a book. So 12 books in a year. And for me, that was such an easy thing to do. And then from there, I realized how much impact books had in me you know because for me reading a book was not just about the book itself or how many books I, I can finish or the thickness of the book but it was like I'm getting into the mind of the author of that book and I'm gaining a whole different perspective on probably the same things that I've thought of or experienced but never really looked at it the way that the author put them down, you know, on on, on paper, you know. So from there, I developed this interest and this um, habit of challenging myself to constantly be reading, mainly because I wanted to develop myself as an individual, develop my vocabulary, which you can pick up that it's terrible. And so it's a serious work in progress, but eventually we'll get there as we persist on reading. But yeah, that is me. And that is how I started this whole reading thing you know so let's get into the book the whole guy carl noport who is carl noport thank you so much for asking you know when you read about this guy you really get to understand why a person of his stature would write a book about deep work you know carl noport is computer scientist professor at Georgetown University, who is also a New York Times best selling author of seven books. You know, so he has been consistent in his writing. He has delivered great quality of work, not just writing books for the sake of writing. And when i was just looking at his inventory you know the books that he has written i found it so amazing the titles that he have you know these are really really interesting titles especially in the in, in, in the technology era that we are living in right now the first book it says a world without email And when you think about the whole thing of how emails came about and how everyone thought emails were going to liberate or they were going to free up so much time because with an email, you did not have to write a letter, put it in an envelope and then send it through a post. You would literally just be sitting in the office, type an email and then boom, you know, it appears on your inbox. You know, so everyone in the business sector thought that emails were the next big thing. But what they did not um, factor in is how emails would be time consuming. Writing one, sending one out, you know, receiving emails, you would literally spend a whole day just attending to emails and not actually getting work done. So emails were supposed to be um, this liberating thing for people in in, in business sectors to to be able to do business from the comfort of their offices, but instead they end up choking the business growth and productivity at large. You know, so Kalnupa wrote a book about a world without email another book that was the new york times bestseller is a digital minimalism and then this one called deep work you know so you could see that he he sounds like he's anti-technology to a certain degree but he's actually not you know so yeah and, and and these three books were published in over thirty five languages. So you can imagine the impacts that he has heard, um, just across the globe, not only, you know, within America where he's from, you know, and in addition to the books, he is a regular contributor to the New Yorker and the New York the New York Times and Wired. You know, these are popular um uh, publishes in, in in America, obviously, you know, and he he constantly contributes in this, and he's a frequent guest at NPR. Who knows what NPR is? I don't. You probably do, and thumbs up to you for knowing all the stuff. And he hosts one of the uh, popular Deep Questions podcast. So not only is he an author and a writer to this. Um, publishing companies but he's also a podcaster so you could listen to his podcast you could subscribe to him and probably get some more deeper things that he talks about even in the book deep work you know from his podcast called deep questions podcast you know and yeah what he also does and i find this crazy he he also publishes articles regularly on his episode on not episode pardon me you know on his blog and the blog is called carlnoport.com so you could see that this guy is a really really disciplined writer that he he, he puts in the work he has developed this incredible muscle of just writing and he continuously exercises it in different different um, areas of writing you know the funny thing is that when you read this book deep work you begin to, to gain a sense of how much he values the work and how Much effort he put into the work. So he produces this really, really good quality of work. You know, while we are talking about him, I'm just going to read the back cover of his book so that you guys are inspired to go ahead, buy the book, and read it and probably start to practice some of the things that he talks about here. You know, so this is how it reads. One of the most valuable skills in our economy is becoming increasingly rare. Deep work is the ability to focus without distraction on a cognitive, cognitively demanding task. Coined by the author on his popular bo- uh, blog study hacks, deep work will make you better at what you do, let you achieve more in less time, and provide a sense of true fulfillment that comes from the mastery of a skill. In short, deep work is like a superpower in our increasingly competitive economy. You know, and this could not be further from the tru- truth. You know, you, you look at our generation right now. It has become so easy to achieve tasks that would generally take so much effort to achieve like 20 years um ago so we have lost this um, ability to think deep and come up with different something different something innovative you know now what we do is we just plug and play you know when you when you want to write a book when you want to read a book you could easily just listen to an audiobook so that this whole ability of sitting down um having a hard copy on your hands and paging through the hard copy and reading you know that whole thing is gone now you can listen to a book while driving while doing other activities so we have become so distracted and the distractions that we we, we are dealing with they decrease our ability to produce deep work you know let me continue reading this part for you and it says and yet most people Whether knowledge workers in noisy open plan offices or creatives struggling to sharpen their vision have lost the ability to go deep, spending their days instead in a frantic blur of email and social media, not even realizing there is a better way. A mix of culture, criticism and actionable advice, Deep Work will point the way to anyone seeking uh, seeking focused success in a distracted world. You know, so Kaungo makes a compelling case for cultivating intense focus and offers immediate action plan, um, ex- actionable steps. And this is from Adam M. Grant, the author of Originals. You know, and man, basically what Adam just said, he encapsulates the whole book Um, in just a few words this is what deep work is all about is the ability to harness that skill to produce work that is not easily replicable in a highly destructive um, distracted world deep work teaches you how to to be steel and to do work that has value and meaning you know Um, As I'd said earlier that I'm in full-time ministry and currently in Botswana I am planting a campus ministry. And I happen to preach very often across um, the churches that we have in the city, you know. And I've discovered that, you know, since I I commute, I spend about one hour, 30 minutes, three hours, basically, a day on the road to and from the office, um, from the office to campus, um, going to different meetings and all of that. And when I come back home, you know, I have a daughter who is turning seven months soon, and I have this amazing wife very beautiful wife you know so my life is not um really really uh that free like every second of the day is accounted for you know and on top of that i've added podcasting which doesn't really help with um, the business that i'm struggling with but one thing that i've found is that my work has become increasingly difficult to do so there is this um uh, what what's the better way of saying I think it's a temptation to just replicate what other people are doing you know when we are looking at um, the church today since the church is online it's easy to spend most of my time listening to other pastors preach their messages and then when I need to put together a message I literally could easily just go back to what I heard somebody say and then I just tweak that a bit you know plagiarism and then I make it my own and And I preach about it. But there is no truth in that. You know, preaching is a very intricate, it's a very delicate um, part of what the church is. Preaching is actually speaking God's heart to God's people. So if I dare stand in front of people, having not spent time with God, having not spent time in the word, you know, getting exactly what God wants me to say to his people, I would be peach- preaching my heart. And because of this fear that accompanies preaching, deep work has, is, is this thing that is so important for me and my work. I need to develop the muscle to be able to sit down for at least three hours every day, literally every day, spend up at least three hours of undistracted time where I'm not on my WhatsApp, I'm not on my phone, my computer is off, even if my computer is on, I'm not on my emails, or anything that might shift my focus from just spending time in the Word, studying the Word of God, so that I can hear God better, you know, and from that point, I'm able to put together a sermon that I can preach, which I believe stems from God's heart himself. Now you can see how important deep work is and deep work has become so difficult you know I want to share quickly with you as we draw closer to an end with our two guests that will be joining us and how they have incorporated deep work in their busy lives one guest who will be opening for us in the guest segment is Dr. Nkazim Kwanazi and this is a good friend of mine he actually obtained his PhD in physiology at the tender age of 26 that is crazy you know and Not just that, he's a married man, he's a lecturer um, at at, at one of the most prestigious universities in SA, not just SA but Africa at large, you know, and he is a supervisor of at least five postgraduate students. He plays an instrument. He he serves in the local church. And on top of that, he recently launched a podcast. And this guy continues over and above doing all these things. He continues to review papers and he publishes his own academic papers. You know, so you can see that this um, person in particular, Unkaz Mkwanazi. He's a very focused young man, so to speak, and he, he he's very disciplined, you know, and the way that he excels at dip work, you know, it really, really challenged me to look up to him, have a conversation with him, and he is actually joining us next week on our first Podcast with the guest, and he'll be sharing how he does everything that he does. You know, he is creative, and not only is he creative, but he's very deep. He produces good quality work. He's a lecturer, and he he he, he does all these amazing things in a very short space of time. So, if you want to know how he gets everything done, please make sure that to tune in on our next episode, and do not miss that. Um, the next episode that we uh, in the next episode after Kazi, the one that we're gonna have on the same book, Deep Work. We're going to have Dr. Chihambakwe all the way from Zim. He is practicing, he's a practicing chiropractor in Botswana. And he's a good friend of mine as well. And the crazy thing about Mufuti is this. Every day he publishes a blog. And he runs two clinics in GAPS. And he continues. He, he recently published a book called 2020. And man, this guy, he's so focused. And the funny thing is that he's also, um, he plays an instrument. So to a certain degree, he's almost the same as Umkazi but he's not. You know, they are two different people. And I love the fact that we're going to get to listen to two different people with two different personalities and how they both incorporate deep work in their lives and how has deep work yielded um, good, amazing fruit and how does it help them to produce a work that is not easily replicable a work that has meaning and a work that um, makes long-lasting impact so this is it from this episode i hope that you guys have enjoyed it and i'm looking forward to hearing all the feedback Um, don't forget to subscribe uh, send those comments and yeah let's keep the conversation happening if you want to know where you can get the book uh, uh, send me a message and i'll probably look around um as depending on where you're from and i'll make some few recommendations on how and where you can possibly get the book thank you so much guys i hope that you've enjoyed this episode it has been a pleasure for me um your host have a blessed day bye